Hold your noise, cried a terrible voice as a man started up from among the graves at the side of the church porch. Keep still, you little devil, or I'll cut your throat. A fearful man, all in coarse grey, with a great iron on his leg, a man with no hat and with broken shoes, and with an old rag tied round his head, a man who had been soaked in water and smothered in mud and lamed by stones and cut by flints and stung by nettles and torn by briars, who limped and shivered and glared and growled, and whose teeth chattered in his head as he seized me by the chin. "'Oh, don't cut my throat, sir,' I pleaded in terror. "'Pray don't do it, sir.' "'Tell us your name,' said the man. "'Quick!' Pip, sir. Once more, said the man, staring at me. Give it mouth. Pip, Pip, sir. Show us where you live, said the man. Paint out the place. I pointed to where our village lay, on the flat inshore, among the alder trees and pollards, a mile or more from the church. The man, after looking at me for a moment, turned me upside down and emptied my pockets. There was nothing in them but a piece of bread. When the church came to itself, for he was so sudden and strong that he made it go head over heels before me, and I saw the steeple under my feet, when the church came to itself, I say, I was seated on a high tombstone, trembling while he ate the bread ravenously. "'You young dog!' said the man, licking his lips. "'What fat cheeks you are got!' I believe they were fat, though I was at that time undersized for my years and not strong. Damn me if I couldn't eat them, said the man with a threatening shake of his head, and if I hadn't half a mind toot. I earnestly expressed my hope that he wouldn't, and held tighter to the tombstone on which he had put me, partly to keep myself upon it, partly to keep myself from crying. Now looky here, said the man. "'Where's your mother?' "'There, sir,' said I. "'He started, made a short run, "'and stopped and looked over his shoulder. "'There, sir,' I timidly explained. "'Also Georgiana. That's my mother.' "'Oh,' said he, coming back. "'And is that your father along of your mother?' "'Yes, sir,' said I. "'Him too, late of this parish.' "'Huh!' he muttered then, considering. Who'd you live with? Supposing you're kindly let her live, which I hadn't made up my mind about. My sister, sir, Mrs. Joe Gargery, wife of Joe Gargery the blacksmith, sir. Blacksmith, eh? said he, and looked down at his leg. After darkly looking at his leg and me several times, he came closer to my tombstone, took me by both arms and tilted me back as far as he could hold me so that his eyes looked most powerfully down into mine and mine looked most helplessly up into his. "'Now looky here,' he said. "'The question being whether you ought to be let to live. "'You know what a file is?' "'Yes, sir.' "'And you know what whittles is?' "'Yes, sir.' After each question he tilted me over a little more so as to give me a greater sense of helplessness and danger. "'You get me a file!' he tilted me again. 
and you get me whittles. He tilted me again. You bring them both to me. He tilted me again. Or I'll have your heart and liver out. He tilted me again. I was dreadfully frightened and so giddy that I clung to him with both hands and said, If you would kindly please to let me keep upright, sir, perhaps I shouldn't be sick and perhaps I could attend more.